Hi, welcome to the Wholesome Female Podcast Show. And of course I have my most favourite guest of all time, Mr Simon Robb. And he's going to tell me about his latest upcoming book. Hello Simon. Hi, yeah, it's called uh, Magical uh, Counselling. Excuse my pen name, S. Robb, that's Magical Counselling by S. Robb. And it is what it says, it's about counselling people, but it's, it's like bringing them a leap forward without a lot of the problems that you get with counselling is when you're counselled, oh, pardon, sorry, it takes a really long time if something really bad has happened. Uh, and it can take years and years and years. So I'm trying to give people a shortcut. I'm trying to give people another option to doing things because it can take such a long time. Well, not, uh, normally you do quite a lot of deep research as well when you do your books. You, I mean, you just, I, I notice that with all your books that you've studied a subject on, you do quite a lot of in-depth stuff. That's right, yeah. I mean, with this book, it was a bit different because a lot of the things in the book that I'm talking about are things I've actually suffered myself. Uh, so like, the first chapter is about depression. Well, I actually used to suffer from depression very badly. Uh and I did for years, so I know how I got out of it. So I've got some of that down, and that helps. But some of the things in the book are a bit, not dark exactly, but are, the, are really tough things that people go through that I've been through. Like the second chapter is like rape and related abuse. Now that's something some people are going to pull back from. But in reality, you know, I was abused as a child, so it's useful. It's never really been useful before, but it enables me to help other people. Because the reason I made it one chapter is because if you've suffered that sort of thing, I don't think you you generally remember it enough after a a number of years to say what's went on and what hasn't. Your mind has to push it in the back to some extent. So it all just becomes blurred together, you know, abuse, rape becomes sort of the same thing to you. and that's what I put, that, and that's, I think that's one of my uh, favourite chapters because I think it's the one that probably will sh- cut a lot of the crap out of people's lives because when you get counselled for that, it takes years and years and years uh, of counselling. And it, it's like, you know, it's like having yoga lessons, it's like taking martial art lessons. You know, it's, it becomes like a Tuesday, and it's a Tuesday and you're doing Kung Fu or whatever the hell it is. It's like a Tuesday and you're doing that. And you, it, years it takes, really. Uh, and this cuts it short because it gives you another option. And if it doesn't work, you can still go the long route, you know? Uh, well, I don't believe, believe that anything you... Tr- if you find something that helps you along the way, I don't, I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. I don't know. I mean... The thing is, as well, though, is that is some of the things in here are things that people don't realise that uh, what the true definition is, like torture. Now, torture is given a very theoretical image, and the reason people give it such a theoretical image is because they are supposed to, because it stops people understanding what it actually is. Because the reality is, if you don't have the crap beaten out of you by a load of coppers, that's torture. See, people think, ah, but he's just being beaten up. No, that's not just a bit of roughhousing. That's actually the definition of torture. They're, they're doing something to give to do harm to somebody, to cause somebody harm mentally or physically, uh, whether they're there or not at the time, for a period of time, is torture. So that means that if every time a policeman's ever been accused of beating somebody up in the cells, uh, bear in mind they can't really fight back most of the time. Most people won't. Uh, or even be able to, let's be honest. Policemen fight all the time, most people don't. Uh, 
uh, is torture. Now that also means that, uh, the other thing, that means that, like it wasn't that long in December, I was beaten up by four policemen, and like in Brazil it was actually, it's a lot happened in Brazil. So there was four coppers, I think they were airport police, they were actually, uh, I think they said they were in the mafia, whether that was true or not, I don't know, but the ball had truncheons, now that means that technically that isn't just, you know, someone beating the crap out of somebody, that's torture, because you don't really get to beat the crap out of someone with truncheons, which you know sounds strange to us, but they do actually have truncheons over there and guns, that both. Uh, and then you've, so you've got, I think most people who are in the alternative, I should say the underground media, uh, the old media is very different, but the underground media, they I mean, we've all suffered this sort of stuff. We've all suffered torture, and we don't realise that most of us, like, uh, like the time, for instance, it was like a cream was switched. So I put cream on my finger. Now on my right finger, you can see a big lump over. Now this cream made the finger numb, uh, and I was literally losing feeling in the finger. So I had to wash this cream off. And for days, I was wiggling the finger. I mean days. I mean like I went all the way through the night, and then I slept for an hour the next day, and I did it again because I had to stay awake for about three days if I have to. And I was wiggling that middle finger, and that's the reason why I've still got a middle finger because that would have just lost feeling. It would have just dropped off. God knows what the hell it was. Uh, so all the, all these things which happened to us uh, in the underground sort of media, in the underground world, is torture. So we've all suffered that, you know. Uh, so I'm trying to help people deal with that as well. But there's also things like muggings which I deal with. And most people have been attacked at some point in time. I think most, most guys it seems to happen to. Uh, and that seems to be, to me, I think it gets easier. The first time you get a good hiding is worse than the time after that, you know. And then it covers things like bereavement. Well, to be honest, I haven't lost many people that are important. Or people who are important to me tend to stay alive. So I'm quite lucky there, you know. Uh, and I cover bullying, which I happened to when I was a child. I was bullied. I think most yeah, people I, were I when I was young. bullying, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah most yeah. people in their lives have been bullied at one point. Yeah, and then you've got, like, addiction. You know, never really had trouble with addiction, but people do. And that's the sort of thing that I'm, in the book, you know, that I'm trying to help people with. Now, um, could you give me an example of what your book was, is like? If you've got one it use, yeah, it uses the element of the internal gateway. And that's the idea that we have a gateway within us. Now, this gateway allows us to summon and communicate with our inner spirits. So quite a lot of the magic uses your inner spirit of healing, which means you're actually talking to an element of yourself in order to, pardon me, in order to help yourself. So say if you if you had low self-esteem, you'd be trying to talk to yourself to be more confident, uh, you know, to, to 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 doubt yourself less, and things like this. So it's focused inwards, you know. Have you thought like when you open the gateway with the big gateway to yourself, or...? That's it? right. It's, it's, what you do is you open the gateway within to, to your inner self. So you open the gateway. What you do is you put your hands on your stomach. So you've got your hand with your palms on your stomach, with your, your middle fingers touching. And you move them out. Sorry, the dog got Yeah, the dog comes out of it. And then you move... They're like hinges. You move your wrists like hinges and you flap the door the uh, door open. And then you summon through what you want to summon through. You communicate with it. You send it back in. You close the door again. 
you know, and that's basically it. There's not much more to it than that. It's, it's a very good, very simple system. Yeah, I can and see that. I've just tried that. Well. It works quite good. I've just tried it when you're doing it. I thought, God, that's pretty, pretty easy. It is, yeah. Yes, that's a good thing for people as well. But I'm thinking it as well as a form of counselling because there's very little of it is external. It's all based at the internal things. And the thing is as well, there's some things that not many people are going to be able to write about. You know, I think there's probably more people who are abused as a kid or abused at some point uh, or raped than like to admit it. I do think that. And it seems to me that it, everyone's compartmentalising themselves. So you've got the females are more interested in, in the females, and this group's more interested in that group, and very few people are interested in the kids, sadly. And that's the one I'm more interested in, to be honest. I try to think we have to get together on it. But you see, the kids don't vote. The kids aren't voters. And the kids really don't get to buy stuff. And most of the kids are abused or abused by the parents, you know. So that if the parents are abusers, they don't, really, they don't have any purchasing power. Uh, so they've got no, as far as they're concerned, they've got no capital in the world. They've got no influence. So nobody really wants to help them. So you've got loads of kids suffering terrible things and nothing much really happens. And I hope the book gets, I hope some of the book gets to them. I think what will happen is it will get to the people when they're adults is what will happen. Uh, but I'd like to think that it will get to some to some of the people who are younger. Because when you're a kid, you've just got to deal with it. That's the problem. Adults don't want to know. People can't deal with it. So you've just got to sort of deal with it the best you can, which is a terrible thing to have to do. Uh, but like I, like I said, you know, it's, it's that whole thing. I think that it has a lot to help people with. A lot to help people because I want to cut it short, the, the period of time that it takes people to get over things. Because it, it just becomes part of your life. People have this constant thing. And I think part of it becomes about the process. At that point, you're locked in the system then, if you're not careful. You get locked into the systems where you're doing things. And then you're in for a long time. And I want to try and prevent that whole mess, you know? I look forward to reading it. I will definitely give it a good read. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's called Magical Counselling. That's the name of the book. You can buy the paperback on Lulu, or you can get the Kindle version of it on uh, Amazon. And, of course, you can also get Kindle readers and stuff like that, so it's not a problem for your computer. It's very easy, that. And that's a good, good access now for books, isn't it? It is, yeah, it's great. I mean, the thing is, really, uh, the e-book I feel has really taken off. It makes it easier for people. I know that people lose track of how many e-books they read. That's the thing i realised is, nobody has any idea how many books they read. What they do is, if you ask people how many books they read, they'll glance round and see how many books they can see in their general vicinity. Yeah, you do, don't you? Just look at the bookshelf and go. But you can't do that in a virtual bookshelf, you've got to look it up. But I, like, I do like the I, I like that idea though that you you could dip in and out of an e-book and e-books anybody can write a good e-book. I think everybody's got one. Everyone's got one in them. That's right. Yeah, I mean it's, it's the same with books. I mean everyone's got one good one in them, you know. Uh, and that's the good thing is is really is that it explodes the e-book phenomena and the book phenomena generally, you know. I found a little good, good little app um, I found called Inkit. I N K I double T. Yeah. And you can put books on there. Obviously, it's like a free book site. But some of them are very good quality. 
Yeah, I mean, you get some great books out there. I mean, there's like uh, Unglue It. And years ago, I put one of my first books on. It was called Dave on Earth. And it's like a comedy science fiction book. And it's it's like unglued. And that means that you get that one for free if you go to the Unglue It site. Uh, it never really took off the Unglue It site. I don't, I don't think it ever really did it. It never really took off that site. But it's, it, you know... There's a lot of it's beta versions now, isn't there? A lot of people, when one of them ink, it's like a beta version. I mean, obviously, what they're doing yeah. is turning it out, getting yeah. enough interest, and when, once it gets popular enough, they'll make it fully available. That's right, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, what I think the interesting thing is, like I said, is, is when you think about it, is the amount of torture which happens, and that's a lot of the book, is that it's such a wide classification, and it's got such a, a, a different realm, uh, range, that we're being fooled, we're being hoodwinked into not really considering things, torture that are. And that's, I think, and that's the problem there. And that, I would like to think that people start to write more books about it so we all understand what it is. Because I think most people don't understand when they're being tortured even. You know, they don't understand it, Mark. They don't get it. So if somebody gets something terrible happens to them, they don't even know it's torture. They don't even know when the human rights are being broken. No. And I'd like, and I would like that to happen a bit. But you're right here yeah, when it comes to books, there's a lot of uh, really great sites out there. And... You know, that you can get things on. I think Amazon's still a good one. Yeah. It's a good... I, I, like, on Amazon. I, I sort of get how to do the book. I can get all that, more or less. I mean, now I've got... I've, got, I've downloaded Grammarly, because, as you pointed out, I do write a lot of mistakes, which is quite common. Yeah. It's a common thing, yeah. you know. You, it is, yeah. And, anyway, I, I've done that now, so that, but that makes it a little bit easier. Obviously, sometimes it's American spelling, but, hey... That's the world as we know it. Anyway, um, I understand how to do the concept of writing a book. I can also, I could do yeah. the cover because I could do it myself. I can do the, all the burbs, but, but I've understood how to do that now because I do blog talk radio every now and again. So I can understand yeah. a good blurb. But I, the only thing I never understand is the banking part. Because you know when they say about yeah. international bank code and... Yeah, you've got, to look up, you've got to look up what the codes are. Yeah. What you do is you go to Google and when they say a certain code, you look what the codes are on Google and you'll know where to find them on the card. And then you can get you, and that's how you have to do it. And then you'll, and then you'll know what to do. Yeah. That's got some train like it, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've lost what I thought about <laughs> Yeah, but that's, that's the thing though, isn't it? We all sort of get sort of. Uh, I know I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> well, you're going on about books, and you're saying about yes, playing out the bank codes and all that. Yeah, you've just got to look what the bank codes are, which one they are, you know. Well, I, as I say, I think I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep to the free ones at the moment, so I get a feel how to do it yeah, properly, what to do, yeah. how to do it, yeah. how to write it. Then I get a bit of criticism. I don't mind criticism because then I think I learned from it. Oh, you should have wrote it this way. Write it a bit longer. Fine, blah blah blah. And sometimes yeah. I don't even mind if people don't read it. I think as long as it's out there, it doesn't matter. Well, what you find is, I think, is that the more you've got out, the more you get read of the books you have. You know, I mean, I've never had a trouble getting them read. Not really. I suppose, I suppose the poorly books are the ones that never read. They got probably less read reads than the other ones. But even they get read. It's just a matter of. Uh, Choose the right title helps. 
Oh, yeah, that's, I mean? that's the last argument you you'd think coming up with a title. Yes, yeah. It, it, Short's it, good if you don't make it short. No, because it's like coming up with an email, like everybody else has thought of that name. Yeah, I know it's right, yeah. And you put, yeah. Your, own, you put your own name in, your real name, and it says, sorry, we cannot accept this. What's my name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except, I mean, I think the best title of a book I came up recently was the book I wrote called Use Your Magic Niggas. And what that is, it's the idea that you basically put spells and you put them on your sex organs, you put them on your, it, it, down, your, down your front of your underpants or whatever, you know. But, but what I did is, for comedic effect, is I used the word knickers and underpants interchangeably. I thought, because I seemed the best way to go. So you've got men's and, and, and women's knickers. <laughs> and uh, ladies and gentlemen's underpants. I thought, that sounds, I thought I prefer that. You know, all things like that. That's the best way to go, isn't it? Yeah, just say then, you've not offended too many people, they get the gist what you're doing, they know where you're going. Yeah, yeah. But, but I like the, the, uh, the way you can do that, because instead of using like, swimming trunks, you could, you, could you call them, I would like some gentlemen swimming niggas. And that sort of sounds, that sort of sounds, I like that. It definitely would be interesting in the shop one day, I, I have to try that next time I go into a shop and buy an underwear, so I'd say. I would like some gentleman knickers, please. Pardon, sir? Exactly, yeah. I would like some gentleman knickers, please. Uh, are you sure, sir? <laughs> you may be in the wrong department. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Probably they won't blink nowadays in the age of um, LGBT. No, no, you'd probably get directed to a trans shop. And you'd probably end up with some gentleman's knickers, is what you'd end up with. <laughs> yeah. It's not we got any there's no problem with trans people folks if you're listening we're not we're just making a general remark. <laughs> just in case anybody's yeah, just... I've got nothing against trans people, no, I mean, you know. Oh, people are people. They they they're arseholes never they was... if they're arseholes they're arseholes, it don't matter who they are. <laughs> yeah, well I was once in a hotel with with uh, <laughs> with a whole lot of trans people. I swear to God, I, was, I don't know how the hell it was. I managed to find an Amsterdam somewhere without canals. God knows how the hell it was. I booked it online. And I go there. So whether there was something crazy went, whether somebody diverted my flight or something happened. But I'm in Amsterdam, but there's no bloody canal. Which Amsterdam's famous for canals. I never saw a bloody canal the whole time I was there. <laughs> so anyway, so I'm there. And the first day, it was like, had, so my hotel was like blocked. Was like uh, not blocked exactly. I couldn't. The, the appointment was gone. The, oh, sorry, you have no room, which was peculiar. So I found this other place, and anyway, they had these conventions on, but I managed to talk my way in. And the first night, they had people who thought they were aliens. That's I swear to God, that was who they had. And the next night, they had albinos. So you had all these albinos. So I'm walking around all these albinos, because uh, 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 it's only small places. And I'm eating all the stuff, the albinos. And then there's like, uh, the other night, you've got these trans people. All these, like, yeah, transgender people. At first, I'm worried about what, what I eat, you know. And they said, no, it's just food. So it's not a chemistry stuff. They all think, that's what they said, but all, all think that we're putting this stuff, or some of them do, it's very special for them and it's not we just got a kitchen we're not going to do anything like that 
So the, they just say, kick you just eat stuff, you know. So, so I'm, and the, but they eventually got pissed. They're the ones who got pissed, one of them. So, so I'm actually thrown out by this bloody, uh, well, not exactly thrown out, but more or less, like, by this bloody, great, big, bloody uh, transgender. Because some of these people are like, uh, let's put this nicely, they're not just, like, odd on the outside, they're a bit odd on the inside as well, if you know what I mean. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, I used to know someone that had did transgender, and what a lot yeah. of people don't realise is that you have to live as a woman for at least two years. Yeah, I know. Well, man, so, so, but they didn't want me there because they didn't think I, obviously I'm not trans, but I'm not really, you know. Uh, so I was walking around bloody Amsterdam, or what was supposed to be Amsterdam Gardens, where the hell it was. We're calling it Amsterdam because that's where it was supposed to be. And then I got, yeah, I went back and it was, yeah, I was like, but I spent most of the day with all these transgender people around. This is a scary thing though, Mark. The really good ones you can't tell. Oh, no, no, no. You look at some of the Thai boys, as they call them. The the people that, and you look at them and think, and then they tell you the man, you think, is that a man? That's a man? I reckon the same with a lot of the Chinese dancers. A lot of these Chinese female dancers, a lot of them aren't female. Like you see them on, on, on somewhere, they're doing all the dancing around, and they have like a mixture. Well, you think of that <laughs> poor athlete yeah. woman that had, um, who's got genetics um, as a uh, more testosterone in her than a normal woman has? Yeah. So she's classified technically as a man, although she's not a man. She's definitely a woman, but if you look at her, she's obviously got male features and looks yeah. more man-like than a woman-like, but obviously she is born as a normal woman, but it's just because she's got a high chest thing. And because she's got yeah. this inbuilt by the ability, it's not her fault, they basically yeah. said, sorry, you cannot run these races. Yeah, the weird thing is, though, when you talk, we're talking the Olympics... They're all genetic freaks to an extent, let's be honest, because they're the very top. Now, I'm not saying that in a nasty way. I'm not saying they shouldn't be allowed to race. I'm just saying that's the reality is these people are the best of the best of the best. You're going to get the ones who are genetically gifted in these areas. She'll get like, most of the gymnasts are like four foot three or something nowadays. And the other athletes are trying to be tall. They've got big, long, long, long limbs and things like this. I mean, way longer than average and... That's just the way it works, because these people are the best of the best, so that's what you get. When you're talking about the very, very, very cream, you get them with these odd, peculiar features, because it's uh, it's part of what makes them where they are, you know? It's just, you've just got to accept it, you know? But I suppose it doesn't fit the idea that we can all really do this. Because we can all try really hard, and we can all improve, but there's some of these sports we're just not all as gifted at. No, I you think know? you should always give everything a go. If you don't... I agree with you. I agree we should give everything a go. Well, you're, you're learning now your kickboxing and your mixed martial arts. I know yeah. you sort of said yeah. you, 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 you're getting that sort of idea of it and you sort of said about the uh, hook punch the other day. I, I, yeah, because there was, yeah, well, that was actually, I'll tell you because there was this, because I've got like two teachers, I went to one, and I went to this other guy, because it's, it's basically that he does a spy on the same lesson, and it's just, but they're both world champions, they're both ex-world champions, these guys, so I've got to go between the two, and this guy was on about the difference in the boxing hook punch, and I think the hook punch and something else, and he used both, but he advised people to choose either or, 
and to stick with that and maybe do the other one but basically stick with either or which is I do the boxer's hook punch style where it's like where it's like uh, horizontal not the vertical one yeah because you know keep it simple because it's easier to remember and you can always adjust it but exactly yeah always any martial art I, I think my advice is know the basics and with that and from the basics you can always learn a little trick Oh, if I turn that a little bit to the left, or I move my arm a little bit faster to the... And it's all these little little nonsense that you pick up. Because that's all it basically is. It's little twists on the actual... It's a bit like wrestling. You, you know every move in wrestling. It's a bog standard yeah. moves. There's about ten moves, roughly, more yeah. or less. But they, you can, most people can improvise on them. Oh, I'm not going to just do a chokehold. I'll grab him... Yeah from a different angle so that's basically what it is it's it's because unless you learn unless you're doing like a proper one-on-one fighting style all you're learning basically is how to fight but when you're fighting someone else it's different yeah if you understand what i'm saying I do understand what you're saying, yeah, it's not the same thing. You're right, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? People sort of get lost on the focus of things, but yeah, you're right, I mean, I like, quite like me kickboxing. But I think as well, it's, it's, it's as much as anything else, so, and that as I think, it's, uh, I think it's important to have some sort of way to keep fit, because I do try to keep fit, and I always have, but I think sometimes with some things, it's, it's best to go somewhere else, you know, it's when you've got other people involved. Because uh, when you're doing something on your own all the time, it's, I think it's more difficult that way. Especially if you don't know what you're doing. You know what I mean? It's uh, when it comes to I've really done kickboxing. I've done some things, but not really kickboxing. And the best way to learn it is to learn it from a kickboxer. You know. And like I said the guy's very good. He's a three times world champion. The guy I did the last couple of lessons with is called Wes Fagan. And he's a three times world kickboxing champion, which I think is really impressive. To me, and how many really good guys you get like that, and I don't really think they get the the, uh, the full credit they deserve. You know what I mean? That, that they do not just for like for the kickboxing, but also for like communities and people like that. You know, they give people uh, something to do. They give kids hope. You know, because not everyone's that academic. You know, some people aren't really, uh, and the kickboxing is what is for them, is their thing, you know? Well, you've got boxers. A lot of boxers have made good careers because they've not been very academic and it's not been nasty or horrible. That's the truth. It's right. I mean, the thing is, though, is the world isn't a school and it's not really a university either. It's something completely as of itself. And all these, don't get me wrong, it's great to have all these things. I've got a degree, you know, I'm glad to have a degree. But at the end of the day, I think that, you know, we need all these traits and all these types of people. It's really about people sort of just doing the best they can and, and things that are tailored to them. And I think some people, it doesn't great, you know. And it's, what the thing is as well, though, is it helps you see... Uh, things in the way they actually are because some women are great kickboxers and are great fighters and yet conventionally speaking we're all supposed to believe that women can't fight or that women don't fight very well and some of them are really good some of them are brilliant oh well you, I, don't, yeah. I never believed that <laughs> well I never, I never did to be honest but a lot of people still do though and I think it does them, go, do them good to go to these places and to see some of these people and see how good they can actually how well they can actually fight I think the two of these, most people think, it's like the football, you know, the women's football, right? 
I think they're very skillful and they're very good at what, what they're doing. People say, oh, it's not like the men's football. You think, well, of course it's not going to be like the men's football because A, they're not men. <laughs> B, they're women. Exactly. I actually think it's a faster game. Oh, yes, it's a lot faster. It's a lot It's a lot more skillful. Yeah, it's a, it's a very fast game, isn't it, with the women's football? I mean, the men's football, I always thought was... The, Men's football's a bit slow, I was never that anyway. But I saw the women's game and I'm thinking, this is a much quicker game. The way it was working, it was all things were happening all the time. I'm thinking, this is a much more interesting game, actually. This, this is going to take off. Well, it was big, yeah, it, it was big in its day. Before, when the World Wars were happening, female football was like, had crowds of like 20, 30, 40,000. Guaranteed, every match. And the world's leading goal scorer. He's not a, a man, he's a woman. Exactly, yeah. You know, it's just it's just the way things are, is that people are still a little bit worried about, uh, I don't know, about this whole idea about, oh, women, you know, can they do this? I know they're not as strong as us men, but some women are really strong. That's the trouble, though. Look at these, say women aren't as strong as men, I know that generally they're not. But if you take took a woman who does CrossFit... And you dragged a guy off the street. Not just will she be fitter, but she's probably stronger as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crossfit is quite... I've not got quite into that myself. It's not my scene, but... I I, 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 I do use it like a little kettlebell that I've got. It's only like a £10 one, and people say, well, it's not a lot of weight. It's not about the weight. It's about the exercise that you do with the weight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I like the ones that do as many rounds as you can. Where you basically do as many sets as you can in a certain time limit. I think that, that, that makes sense. You know, because you just get like two or three exercises, any, any ones, you know, they're going to be bodyweight exercises or whatever, and then you set like a low repetition. So if you're doing passive, you set like 15, and maybe 15 squats, and then you just do as many of those as you can, you keep going around them, and it's great. Makes you really, makes you sweat, you know, it, it, it's a, it seems to be a great way of doing it. You could do another book about that. Could do, yes, I'll probably wait a while and I'll do it myself a bit. Probably give it a year. Yeah, wait, wait give it a year and then, then, then you've got the, the general announce of it, you think, oh, I've got the, the idea, I can ask a few questions. I'm sure some people like to contribute. Some people do, don't they? They're pretty, you know, they're pretty good like that. Yeah. I mean, it's a, a great thing. I think it's CrossFit, I think, is a, is a trade name. So you've got to be careful that I couldn't use the trade name. But it is, yeah, it's a great way of exercising. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, it does make you fitter as well. It does, it makes you a lot fitter. That whole thing is as many rounds as you can where you're doing as many of these sets in a certain time limit. You know, it is, it's great. I mean, the way they do it is they do strength stuff every day and that every day. And they the interlace it, you know. Uh, I mean, I know that some people say, oh, they shouldn't be doing, you know, like things like uh, weightlifting exercises. They shouldn't be doing as many repetitions as they, as they, as they want, or as many, I try to do at one, at one go, like as many, I don't know, uh, like cleaning jerks as you can, and they're not meant to be done that way, and I'm thinking, this is just bullshit. I used to know an old weightlifting guy, he was an old guy by that point, uh, and he used to do, he'd stop doing for, for his maximum weight anymore but that's what he'd always done so he used to do these cleaning jerks and snatches especially snatches and he used to do these snatches as many snatches as he could with the barbell and I thought you know what he was in great shape the idea that somehow he was doing it wrong 
I was thinking they might not have been meant for that originally, but they worked pretty bloody well for him, you know. The idea <laughs> the bodies are all going to fall apart because they're doing as many of the, as they can, I think it's just... It's silly, isn't it, really? Well, yeah. Well, I think we've had a great chat today. We've covered from your book to martial arts to life and the universe and everything. And I would uh, go and look up SVOP on Amazon and you'll find a whole complete section of books that I've mentioned far more than I care to mention. I've forgotten most of the names by now, but that doesn't matter because... So, Simon doesn't matter, mine, because he knows I, I've done quite a few of them. <laughs> and I'll probably end up I'll probably end up putting a little bit of the chapter of these latest book on as well. So, uh, please go and check him out on his Lulu site, on Amazon, and uh, have you still got your own website as well? Yeah, but that is www.srob.co.uk and find... Uh, there's little buttons on the top they can get to all the sites you can get to Amazon and Lulu and just pressing on there clicking on that site so that's great by the way folks he doesn't mean Lulu the singer <laughs> no. so I, could, the woman. I, I can resist that <laughs> <laughs> thank you and thanks a lot